Hey y'all, welcome to the Glitter and Grace podcast. This is Sasha, founder of the Glitter and Grace Club and Scattered Sasha. I am so glad you're here where the conversation about life continues. Sit back, enjoy, and let's make some new friends. Hey y'all, I am glad you're here. I want to make sure you know that. I don't know that I say it enough. I am truly happy that you're here listening, and I always love to hear your comments and feedback, and you can do that right inside this Anchor app. But today, let's talk about self-care. <laughs> That's kind of the buzzword right now, or it has been, and I can tell you that I remember, oh, I don't know, three years ago maybe, seeing a lot about self-care and not really putting everything together, to be honest with you. You know, it was kind of like a bunch of woo stuff and, you know, I don't have time for that. And it was all my thinking was, gosh, this is just, this is just a spa day. This is just a massage. This is going to some five-day spa where you sit and you sing Kumbaya in a circle with people and then go get a hot stone massage and soak in a tub. Let me just say that that is phenomenal sounding now. (laughs) But when the first self-care words started getting tossed around in my world, I know they've been out there for a long time, but when I first started hearing about it, it didn't click with me at all. And, you know, it's kind of like your children (laughs) You have to tell them to pick up the socks out of the floor. It seems like 10 times before they hear you. It's what our advertising people know. That's why the commercials get blared at us so often and say the same thing. Finally, we hear it. So when I finally heard the words and realized that self-care wasn't about the spa days or the massage or the week-long spa adventure... I mean, it can be, but that's that's not really what it was about. And I twisted my thinking into a realization of how important it was. I saw the light. I had the, the hallelujahs happening, you know. So I really want to talk about that a little bit today. I'm not talking about the things you can do for self-care. I You can find those on my website at scatteredsasha.com. I post a monthly self-care calendar that's free for anybody. It's under the freebies tab if you need some ideas. Um, So that's not really what I'm going to talk about. What I wanted to talk about with y'all and what I would love to get your feedback on and your your words on is the act of self-care itself and why we have such a block on that. Why do we so much want to keep people from, from helping us or from us taking care of ourselves or from, from doing the self-care that we need? I think I have a little tiny glimpse of an answer. And so here's my thinking. First of all, I want to give you my analogy for what happens if you don't do the self-care. You know, pretend you're a car. <laughs> we have felt like cars because we're just taking people here and there, right? So if if you're a car and you run out of gas, well, you don't have the ability to take people anywhere or to pick up your friends or to take your kids to class or even to go get groceries for your family. And you would never think about 
running out of gas or not doing the maintenance for your car and just making it keep going. You wouldn't say, I don't care if you're out of gas car, you have to still take me to the store. I don't care that you don't have any oil. You still have to take me to wherever. You would never think to do that with a vehicle that you own. Or if you, I said, if you were a car, but let's just use the fact that you have a car. We would not dream of doing that because it doesn't make any sense. There's no physical way for this car to perform without gas or whatever it uses for fuel. (laughs) Maybe it's not gas, but anyway, it's just impossible for that car to do that. And if the car is out of oil or some other very important piece, I don't know all the car parts, but I just had brakes put on my car. So (laughs) without those brakes, you know, it's not safe to, to drive. And we would never, ever think that this vehicle was supposed to go and do all these things without that maintenance. So I like to use that analogy and put it on ourselves. We are taking care of the world, it seems like. We have so many responsibilities and we tend to give and 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 give some more without stopping to take care of ourselves because we always put ourselves last on the priority list. And I'm just here to tell you that I can raise my hand with you. But it's the same thought. We can't continue to care for others if we haven't cared for ourselves. But then I had another thought. Then I had another just, oh my gosh moment. One of those where you go, oh, I get it now. The realization was that in order to care for yourself, you had to stop caring for someone else. And I had a a client who was, had this mindset that there was no way they would put themselves what they considered to be first by taking care of themselves, because that would mean they couldn't take care of someone else. And that's the fallacy. That's the piece that's, that's not true. Taking care of yourself does not mean that you no longer care for somebody else. It means you put yourself somewhere in the priority list. It doesn't have to be on the top of the list. I know so often parents and when you have so many others to care for, I I say parents because typically the children often come first. And so many times women have their families to care for. If it's a spouse, if it's children, if it's a parent, if it's a sibling or whatever the, the makeup of this family is, there's usually more than 50% responsible for the emotional caring of that family and the physical and often many other pieces. So they just don't feel like they can put themselves in the, in the list of, okay, I need to get this done. I I can't, I don't have room to put me in there. But what happens is just like the car that runs out of gas, you eventually can't go anymore. So, so let's talk about how that, how that affects you and how you can twist your thinking to understand that, It's not no longer caring about somebody else. You don't have to bump somebody off the list to care for yourself. And again, I'm not going to go into little details about what you can do because I have those things there. But when you, when you twist the thinking, you start realizing that you can make it work for your own good and those in your world, your, the people you care for, it kind of changes your mindset to look at it that way. And continue to think of it as 
I'm going to run out of gas and then I can't help anybody. And I think the misthought that you have to go away and do, you know, a spa day or a spa week or have a massage that costs a lot of money is where the other breakdown happens is you think, well, I can't afford to go to Arizona for a week to a spa. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know, I can't afford to go get a massage. I don't have that much time or there's not, you know, whatever the reason is. And it doesn't have to be that. And it can be something as easy as stepping away from your responsibilities for 30 minutes. Is that possible? Is that feasible? Almost always. Does it require a little bit of maybe imaginative scheduling? Sometimes. And the other piece of this that we sometimes forget about is that we do have the control to do those things. Maybe it's to give up something else that that is not as important as that self-care. Maybe it's 30 minutes less of a TV time or 30 minutes less of a social media, even waking up 30 minutes earlier and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need sleep more than I need anything else. And I get it. But my point is, whatever you can negotiate in your schedule to make that self-care time work for you is what you is what you have the power to do. And that's pretty cool. Uh, again, keep in mind the car analogy, it is the clearest one ever and it just makes so much sense. So how can you make that happen for you? Do you think that you're not, I don't want to say worthy, but I, I keep coming back to that word. Do we feel like we're not worthy? Do we feel like it's a waste of time for us to stop for 30 minutes and take a nap or meditate or do yoga or go for a walk or take a long bath. It doesn't have to, you know, whatever it is that takes care of you and fills your soul. Let's talk about that. Um, Do you feel like you're not worthy of that time or that you're thought of some way because you're not, you know, who is going to look at you and say, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. Do we have people who should all over us? (laughs) Oh, but most of us do. You know, that's just, that's a, that's a mindset switch that we have to change because we 100% are worthy of taking care of ourselves. And if you just keep going back to, if you don't do the maintenance on your soul, on your body, on your mind, you will not be able to take care of the other people that you need to take care of in your life. And, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be away from my family. I really want to be with them every moment. And I get that. Um, So make that, that time for you include them. Maybe, maybe if it's a child or a daughter or or it doesn't have to be a daughter, you could go for a walk with them. I don't, I can't give you those answers because obviously this is all going to depend on whatever you do in your world that makes you have the self-care tab checked off. So think about that. Tell me what blocks you from it. Tell me what makes you think that you don't have time for it. And you know, how can we, how can we get there? How can we get there as a society that says, hey, it, it not only makes sense, but it's it's necessary to have this self-care time of 30 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, a couple of times a day. You know, that's not outrageous. We all recognize that kids need time to play and be themselves and to have fun and not to have any structured time or structured events. And we need that too as adults to de-stress, to decompress, to 
Stop thinking about all the things that are going on in the world so much. You need to just do nothing. And, you know, sometimes a lot of people will say, well, that's my, I will just sit down and veg out in front of the TV and that's my time. That's great. And that's absolutely, if that's what your time is, then that's what your time is. Don't let anyone judge you about what it is you do for your self-care. For me, I absolutely like not having any noise. I want the TV off. I want the radio off. I don't want the computer open. I want to just sit in quiet and silence because there's a lot of noise in my world. And to me, that's self-care for my soul. So whatever it is that you can do, please try to schedule that into your schedule so that it it allows you the time to refuel all of you so you are able to care for the world around you because that's what we do. I would love to know what's keeping you from it. I would love to know what you consider your self-care. What does it do for you? What is it? Do you go for a walk? Do you take a bath? Do you, you know, sit and do nothing? Do you do you crochet or do a craft or whatever? Give me some feedback. Tell me what keeps you from it, how you could change that, and what it is you would love to do. I always, always love hearing from y'all. You can comment right in um, the podcast episode if you're on the Anchor app and give me your give me your ideas. For now, I hope you have an amazing day and week. I'll talk to you soon. Sasha out. And that wraps up another episode of the Glitter and Grace podcast, where the conversation about life continues. I am Sasha. Thank you so much for listening. You can find this podcast and all the other podcasts on my website at scatteredsasha.com. There you'll find the Glitter and Grace Club and a whole lot of other good stuff. You can also follow me daily on my Facebook page, which is Scattered Sasha. Until next time, have a fabulous day.